Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number one, one, one. That's right, episode number one, one, one. That's 111. <laughs> For anybody who's listening, I don't know, I just felt like playing with the numbers. Uh, and we are a wedding photography podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications in good company with a mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello, I am here. As well as the Chatty Cathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. That is me. I will gladly accept that title. Guys. Okay. Wedding photography conundrum. What happens if it rains? When? The day of? <laughs> I'm, I'm a bride. I'm a bride. And I'm asking You're you. Right I now. am a bride. And I'm asking you, what happens if it rains? Okay, now we're three me? three months away, a month away, or a week away. I mean, because let's say you know, it's a, let's say constantly... it's a let's say it's a week away. The wedding's on Saturday. Away. You're having a conversation with them on mm, Tuesday. Yeah. Okay, and uh, mm-hmm. and the bride asks you, "What happens if it rains?" What do you say? Uh, wow. Where do <laughs> where do we begin? Um. Well, I would I would. <laughs> Circle back on that and have a a B plan, and then say let's talk later in the week when we know for sure what the weather's doing, and then in between that time frame, assure her to be like I'll I'll get back to you with better answers. Yeah, but Jimmy, this is a type A bride that oh. really wants to have an answer. She wants to know, and her wedding is in the middle of the Finger Lakes. Where there's just like it's on a winery kind of a thing. Oh geez. And there's just no. Oh, oh, oh man, I didn't answer up until that point. And there's nowhere around at all to go because you're because you're in the Finger Lakes and it's a winery, and uh, you don't know you're unfamiliar with the area. Jimmy, what happens if it rains? Neil, what happens if it rains? Okay, if it's you local, I have a PDF of all the indoor places with phone numbers. And with a possibility of if they charge or not. It's not completely up to date of who charges what because that always changes of how busy they are. However, if it if it's a situation like yours, it's where it's a uh, well, I mean, Finger Lakes, it's wine country. You know, the, the, it, there's probably wines around. So I would say, hey, you know what? There's beautiful wineries around. Why don't you pick out a winery that you like the most and give them a call and see if we can just do pictures in that area. Um, and if they're I mean, most likely, if they're getting married in the Finger Lakes, there's probably a ton of wineries nearby. And that's what I would probably do. And if, if she really needs help, I would go on Google search, do a quick Google search um, and, and write down all the names of the wineries that are in the area with their phone numbers and leave it up to her to do it. Um, at least I'd put some effort, mm-hmm. some thought and effort into it. And then she has to make the final call because, you know what, some of these places do charge. Mm-hmm. And um, it's easier for a bride to get through than a photographer. You know, I am the bride. I'm getting married. It's rain is in the forecast. I will pay whatever. Well, they, they really don't have to say that right up front. But, you know, what? they're the ones who will have to pay eventually. So that's what I would do. Mm. Mm. Jimmy, thoughts? Uh, I'd, I'd like to. One thing you said there, which is key, oh, one is thing? Be, well, <laughs> <laughs> everything else you said could backfire. 
there could be weddings or events or something going on. At well, that's up venue. to them. You, you, that's up to them, though. Right. But well, I said, mean, one thing you said was key is it, it's up to them because the couple chose a 100% outdoor venue on, on the hope of good weather. And if the venue doesn't have a nice indoor atrium or an indoor uh, big room where there's like, here's cocktail hour, here's where ceremony is going to take place, should the weather not be good or to be too hot, whatever the case is, and here's where we do the cocktail hour when that happens and we turn over for the, the reception and everyone moves over to this room. You know, we've done this a hundred times, more mm -hmm. so. So if the bride chose this venue where it's completely outside and maybe there's a tent at best, and now it's calling for rain, and she says, what do I do? Uh, I would say, well, I, I, I bring external lighting to, to make portraits pop when I can, but of course I need cover. And I, my other question would be like, what kind of indoor, this is my first time at this venue. I've seen pictures online. They only show the good stuff. They don't show the indoors. Where, where you tell me where we can go where there's an indoor facility. <laughs> Andy's laughing now. As if well, to no, say, because there is I, no indoor. Well, no, because I just think it's it's funny because like the brides will like expect us to come up with this like magical answer. You know what I mean? That's like like we're gonna like swoop in and save the day on like what happens if it rains, and it's just it, what happens is because it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain on you the wedding say, day. We're gonna be. We have a super big fan that we pump up and it blows out a hole in the sky where yeah. sunlight then comes down right exactly. in our. We should we should radius. bring devices that change the weather with us. And then that way, um, we really could save the day. But um, yeah, no, but I just mean, like, it's funny because, like, I actually, I just, I've, like, been really, like, on my initial consults now, I just, like, hilariously ask them, just because I think I'm, I'm funny and I don't even care anymore, when, even on initial consult, I'm just like, hey, let me ask you guys a question. What happens if it rains? I ask them first. You don't ask me. I ask you first what happens if it rains. <laughs> nice. So like on the initial consult, I'm just, but I'm kind of like joking to get that conversation started. I'd rather have it then than later on. Do you know what I mean? Like closer to the wedding. Oh, that, that's a good point to bring up. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. but I so at the initial consult, I kind of joke with them. I'm like, so let me ask you a question. What happens if it rains? Huh? And I just, and I kind of like dig in a little bit because I want an answer from them. I don't want to be the one answer, but then I kind of, you know, <laughs> give them my little spiel that I've kind of like learned over the years, you know? But yeah, I had that, I had a bride ask me on a, on a Finger Lakes wedding where there's literally nowhere else to go. Like you, like your, your wedding venue is outdoors. There's literally nowhere else to go unless you're up, up for a 25 minute drive. Um, when did the wedding happen or it's going to happen? It's going to happen later on. But so, but I basically, is she watching to, the seven day forecast or 10 day forecast? No, she's watching, she, no, she's watching like the oh, month see, out. She's just like, yeah, exactly. day. she's one of those. So, Tell her to stop watching because it exactly. changes the day of that's, that's one of the first things that I mentioned, like in my email response to her was just basically, Hey, I've seen a hundred percent chances go to zero. I've seen 0% chances go to a hundred unless it's the day before or the day of don't do not even look at the wedding that the forecast because it's going to totally change you know it just is um so that, so that's one of the things i said and then i always said you know no matter what you hired a photographer that i'm going to be able to make something happen for you kind of jimmy like what you were saying with bringing lighting and stuff like that and uh and usually i've never out of you know hundreds of weddings that i photographed at this point i've never seen it like downpour all day all day all day all day it's usually like little pockets of time and yes, that's more problematic for wedding party, but with a couple, like as long as it's like a light drizzle and they, they're okay getting out under an umbrella, we can usually mm -hmm. make things work. So it's like, 
you know, it's, it's a lot of it is just kind of reassuring. But uh, that is my most hated question um, as a wedding photographer is when they ask me what happens if it rains because it's going to rain. You know, that's what's going to happen. You know, but I do know <laughs> I understand, and usually I do have like in the city it's easier to have like backup locations because we're used to our areas. But even so, there's not even that many. Like even when you think Buffalo, yeah. what there's like five places, six places, you know, depending on where you are that that will even mm-hmm. accept it, even when you pay for it. So it's like there are very limited options, and if you don't get on that initially. Like, that's why I kind of been benching it at initial consoles now so that later when it's like later on, like, it's not like we're just talking about that now, like later, because mm-hmm. then it's a so then weather it's changes, more, I guess, freaking out when it's close by to the, the hour where you are. Yeah. Like Scotland. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. We're kind of like in a microclimate. We're in between two lakes, Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. So it's whether if it comes from the from the west or from the north, you know, you, you, you just never know. Gotcha. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, where I am, it um, the forecast is eh, within that within 24 hours is is pretty accurate for the most part. I mean, it might fluctuate a little bit, but uh, I don't have um. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough because you can get there and be like, "Wow, it's great," and then all of a sudden you see clouds rolling. You're like this was not expected. Yeah, I stopped watching the weather years ago. Yeah, I, I only had a, look I had a at it on a wedding day yeah. unless the bride asked me. I do not look at it until that morning. Mm-hmm. I'll look at it, of course. Well, maybe the day conversation before. maybe with, the day before but but not until yeah, the yeah, day before yeah i'll have a conversation with the brides a few days before and i always say that and natalie says the same thing to her couples like you know let's talk when we know what the weather's doing because unless it's all 100 percent inside then it doesn't matter but years ago i had this, this couple not even i think just the bride beat me and it was one of those venues where it was all outside it's closed now but it was a great place great gardens little brooks and little um, like bridges and everything, but the indoors was horrible. There was nothing inside except where to eat and that's it and danced. And she's, I said, well, is, is there a plan B just in case the weather isn't going to be good? She's like, oh no, the weather's going to be good. It's not going to rain. I'm like, okay. And <laughs> she was right. <laughs> it ended up being a great day, but I, I remember saying that like, well, that's a horrible way to look at the wedding because uh, that's a legit Possibility, a very plausible scenario is that even though it might not rain, it could be 110 degrees with stupid humidity where you can't even go outside and everything's fogging up and you're just a ball of sweat or it's too windy, let's say. But you don't know. You know, you don't know. Speaking of the, the fogging hey, up. Yeah. No. Well, no, I was, I was, go ahead. Oh, wait. No, I was just going to uh, say some of my one liners is that um, I tell the brides that, hey, you know what? I capture some of my best work in bad weather. Mm-hmm. And, and my portfolio sh- and shows that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's rain, wind, snow. Yep. Take how, a look. How about That's this? That's why they hire me. How about this? How about, um, cause speaking of fog, dude, I had a wedding on Saturday and so inside true, the air conditioning was blasting and I'm inside like photographing the bride getting ready by a window, blah, blah, blah. You go outside for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Could not see shit through any of my lenses because my lenses were completely fogged up and fogged over. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my second shooter, I kind of knew that that was happening. And I kind of put him outside earlier so his like lenses adjusted. But oh my good lord, man, I could I literally could not even shoot. Like I had unusable images, and this went on for like a half hour. Like I was like wiping down the lens, the inside, the outside. I was even wiping down the freaking camera sensor. That and it was the best thing to do to acclimate any situation like that is to 
you, you can't leave the lens out there because then you got the front element and back element and then a little of the inside if it's that humid. But it's if you have a second body, leave that sucker with one lens outside, let it acclimate. It'll take in a the few trunk. minutes. Leave yeah. it in the trunk. Yeah. 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 Or if, if you if Natalie and I had this a few times in destination weddings where we know and we'll mm-hmm. keep the gear outside and bring it in as we shoot and then bring it back outside again. And then just so that it's ready to go. And then, uh, but if as soon as you open up a lens or change a lens, now the sensor is subjective to the humidity and the back element is, and there's nothing you can do about it. Time is no. the only, that or a hairdryer is the only thing that yeah. will solve that problem. That's so tough. Yeah. You, you sometimes you just forget wall, about it. Making it worse. Mm-hmm. You know, you got so much going on that day and you just completely forget about the humidity. You're just, you're just going along shooting yeah. and then all of a sudden you forget about it. And then all of a sudden you step outside and you have to capture a moment and it's all fogged. You just gotta be honest with oh. a couple be like, look, it's so humid outside. Time Put out. on some sunglasses and see what happens when you go outside with that, let alone a lens that has like 14 elements in it, you know? Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, I get it. So if you want to no, go outside, no, they don't I need to know. It. They don't get yeah. it on the day of, you yeah. know. Yeah, the, <sighs> I did have like, even some of my, I was doing, like I do I do the shots with a wedding party where I do all the girls alone, or like the, all, all the girls alone with the bride and all the guys alone with the groom, you know? And like on those shots in particular on this wedding, like I I was like wiping the shit down I was taking like two or three shots and I had to wipe the shit down again. Like, cause it was just so bad. It would not, you know, and then half of those photos are, have this like haze to it. Cause there was like, I had to shoot the photos, you know, it was like, and I, I even kind of mentioned to them as I was shooting, I was like, just so you know, these photos are going to be, be very kind of surreal and erythral, you know what I mean? Cause, uh, cause uh, got a little, uh, got a little haze going on here with the, uh, with the weather today. So uh, it'll be fine. It's fine. Um, uh, it's a nice, it's a nice dreamy effect. Exactly, that's what we were Just going tell him, for. Tell them you were meant to do that. That's ex- yeah. well, that's exact. As an artist, that was my artistic decision to make it, <laughs> <laughs> make it make it very like that. You know, um, so we jumped around a little bit, uh, just um, for the heck of it. There, um, jumping into a conundrum. Uh, Neil, what's up? What's been going on? How's it going? Everything is going good. I'm um, about a month and a half out of uh, delivering weddings. So that it's not too bad for mid wedding season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all cut up on my engagement sessions. Everybody pretty much has their, their images, but I'm, I'm kind of slowly delivering them all, all together. So I'm, I'm feeling really good of, of where I am. Uh, personally, I do have some family in town and uh, they're all, all at a, at a, at a restaurant down the road. And I, I had to leave really quick and run down here to you guys because I, I am that dedicated to this show. So I only see this family once a year, and and uh, but I, here I am with you guys. But I do have to leave uh, during this episode, so I just want to give the listeners a little heads up that mm-hmm. I will leave. But everything is all good, and um, and we contacted Andy because we want a little family photo shoot. Yes, and I, I know I know Andy. Um, I felt so bad because I know As how I mentioned busy when he is. you just talked about this before. I, I said in my mind, had you <laughs> son of a bitch. I've got <laughs> that I'm adding these Sunday family shoots to my list here. Oh, uh, I know, and and. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have asked if it wasn't important to to our family, yeah. and it it is. And and reluct- I I know uh, I know. Of course, I, and Andy reluctantly said yes. Well, as, how could I say no to Neil? Uh, that, I couldn't say no to you. I couldn't say no. So even though I purposely block off my Sundays, you know, but for you, it's, oh my it's gosh, all good. I know it's. it's- 
Sunday and uh, yeah. but you know I'm coming off doubles so uh, Friday uh, even though you don't care you because you're I'm I'm gonna be in front of the camera and you're gonna be behind the camera right. but um I'm coming off doubles that weekend so I yeah I, I know it I know what you're going through yeah. I just threw out no, a hail mary um, and you caught it and I I couldn't be more grateful for I, that well so. I appreciate it and honestly I'm honored yeah I hope you know I am honored and I'm you know that you would even ask so so I'm uh, looking forward to it man we'll have a good shoot. Um, yeah. and I was, uh, like, like in the, the vibe of the location you were talking about too. So we'll have a good shoot. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so, Jimmy, what's up? How's it pleasure. going, brother? I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, uh, I just night finished that Indian wedding, which was so much work. So many images. Um, <clears throat> Kathleen, who's floating around somewhere in the other room, she's going to join us in a few minutes. Um, shot the Sangeet for me cause I wasn't available that night. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through that. Uh, and then she came with me the next day for the wedding itself. And you know what it's like. I mean, there's so much going on. Um, it's a real chill couple. I had a, such a great day. I'm going to get on a blog tomorrow. And even though I'm a little behind because of the uh, 4th of July week and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm very happy with everything. Um, again, like I said before, this is my first Indian Indian wedding. Mm. I always, I always did... In the past, it was always like half Indian, so it wasn't the the, the full on of everything. And um, wow, so much fun, so much fun. I was just saying, to Kathleen, before I'm like, if I had to trade cultures or heritage, it would be Indian. Because first of all, what the men wear looks so comfortable. They're wearing like these long shirts that are like, this is great, all yeah. colorful, and they get these scarves on. Like this is on a hot day, which yeah. it kind of was. I'm like, you guys but- look. <laughs> Great. The grooms get ready in like two seconds, and I think they look better. Oh, <laughs> you know, he like, changed into a tuxedo for the for the reception part. Yeah, and yeah. I had to do the bow tie for him because he yeah. didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm looking at him like, you look good now, of course, but what you were before, just just like looks so much more free and comfortable and, and a better outfit to dance in and all that. Um, but uh, what a great wedding. So um, if it's my turn. Uh, look at my head. Do you notice anything? Uh, 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 sunburn shave. Oh, oh was it any, that? Any Sunblock? discoloration there? Oh wait, no. You have yeah, you wore a hat yeah, that had right like three kind of patterns to it. <clears throat> so, um, so I've been have had been doing a lot of shooting outside lately, a lot of it. And then on July fourth, um, I was hanging out, and my wife. We went to like her um, friends have like a cottage up in uh, Fort Erie, Canada, and we like drove up there up to the cottage on July fourth. And my wife is like really adamant about me using sunburn sunscreen. So my, the bald dome up here doesn't get all messed up, you know? So she put on the sunscreen, but she did like the, it's like the deodorant one. Oh, geez. And you can literally see the lines on my head that literally, Oh my God. You can can see the lines of like where she missed. Please, Please let that be the, the cover photo. Yeah, Forget and I would the, the, art, the artsy photo. This would be your head. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> I, I was like so concerned about going into my wedding on Saturday. I was like, you, like this looks ridiculous. Like I just got these lines on my head of like where she hit on the sunscreen and where she missed, and on my back too. Like like because that sunscreen stuff like works really really good, but in the spots that it didn't hit, you can really really see like like where it didn't hit. <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, so, at least you didn't do a letter or a picture of something. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I used to lifeguard when I was younger and uh, these kids would come by with like SPF hundred, which was back in the day, like was a lot. And they just pat me in the back of my hand going, Jimmy, you doing good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. 
all good. Okay. And they walk away and there'd be a handprint on the back of my, uh, my shoulder blade or somewhere at one point because of just what you said, you know? Yeah. That's funny. Andy. That's funny. You should, I don't know how you guys don't like coat your head before you leave the house. We're all, the, we're all the same. Well, we all have- I am starting to get more serious about it now because my wife has been encouraging me to, to, and she's right. She makes a very good point. I got to be putting that stuff on when I'm outside. I've been outside so much lately. It's been crazy. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we have an assortment of handpick that's information that's relevant to you, but just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe in iTunes. Uh, leave us a review in iTunes just like New York Pet did. Um, oh, you know, this is so interesting because the title of the review is What a Gem. Get it? Ooh. Kathleen Gemma. What a gem. Interesting. That's that's the name, the title of the review of the podcast. Um, and it says, uh, as a new photographer, this podcast has been overwhelmingly informative and inspirational explanation point. What a gem to find multiple explanation points. Thank you, New York Pet, for leaving us a review on iTunes um, and leaving all of the stars. If you get um, information out of the show that's that you appreciate, uh, please do head on over to iTunes and leave us a review there, too. I'm sorry, guys. I have to go. Um, to our listeners, I love you all. But I <laughs> all right, to- Neil. Peace out, so- man. We will see you on uh, episode 112 of right. next uh, next episode. So you, thank you so much, Andy. I'll see you Sunday. I'll see you thank Sunday you again, and we'll see you guys. Take care. Bye. All right, bye, man. See ya. Bye. Um, yeah. So, uh, Jimmy, it's just you yes. and me. What are we going to talk about? I found if you heard the Nikon rumors about yeah. Nikon D6, okay, which is like hello. How about a D5S or how about you guys relax for a little while? Because um, that D5, which Natalie and I own now, it's mostly her camera, is a tank that is going to be like the, the one digital camera years from now that people look back and go, oh, yeah, you, you have a D5 that's 10 years old. Like, yeah, and because mm-hmm. it's a phenomenal camera, mm-hmm. a whole new computer for the focus system, extra buttons. It's lighter. It's ridiculously fast. You don't even see the shutter. It's a, it's an unbelievable camera. Mm-hmm. And I told, I said this in a podcast before. I said that this would be my last DSLR, probably ever, until something crazy new comes out. Mm-hmm. And um, I cannot imagine anyone, because the price tag on the D6 isn't going to be anything less than six grand, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, who is going to buy this thing when we're still on the coattails of the D5? For a DSLR, yeah. I mean, everything Nikon's been doing is pushing the the Z system, and then a, a newer one on the horizon, most likely, of course, with a dual camera slot. And the only thing I can think of is if they invent something, how cool would this be, though, if they have a uh, a hybrid camera where you can go, you can go digital, uh, DS, you can go mirror, mm-hmm. and then go click, and the shutter clicks up, and then you just use the sensor. As it is, because I'm still baffled why, like, the mirrored sensor needs to be such a shallow depth between the mount and the 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 uh, sensor mm. itself. Mm. You know, like, why why is that? Like, why are there when Nikon came out with their Z system, like, why does it have to be new lenses? Can't they just make the the body the same size, 
And that that focal length, or that whatever they call that, between the mount and the actual focal the focal plane, the same distance, and then just use your lenses. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, you guys! This is not like a Sony coming from the ground up, at all. Right. Like I, I, I going back a couple years ago when before I went Sony, I'm thinking I don't care about the the weight or the size so much. That's a nice advantage, but not really because I like the size of my camera. I just loved the idea of shooting and seeing what I'm getting as I shoot. Mm. And that's what the attraction to mirrorless was and mm. still is for the mm. most part. So when Nikon announced their Z system and the new lenses, I'm like, ah, lucky I was already out by then. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I, no one can answer that question to me. And I don't think you can, unless you can, I'd love to hear an no, answer. I, technically, I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure you probably could, but it just maybe doesn't make sense. Cause once you've already done that, you're adding a lot more to the camera cost to be able to do something it probably doesn't need to do, you might as well just make mirrorless better, basically. You mean like um, a hybrid? Yeah, I don't think that it that, makes sense a- to do the hybrid because you might as well just make the mirrorless better and it's getting better that it's 95% Boom. of the way there. Why, for that extra 5%, add that cost to the camera and add, and change the aerodynamics of it to fit it all in? And I think, you know, you got to make a decision to go one way or the other. That's probably what's going on. I could be wrong. There could be something more. I don't know. I, I don't. It, it would. It would have been nice that if if Nikon for the first time said, "Hey, we're introducing a, a mirrorless camera system, and yeah, all your lenses are fine. The ones from the '60s are fine. The ones now, the ones you just bought, whatever is good." Yeah. You know? So what I've heard about that is, I think technically, like that F mount is like kind of a super old. It's like a real old mount, and it's just missing a lot of the modern technology. You know stuff that 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 happens on the newer mounts and you know being more electronic and having that little pin that pops out to control the aperture and all that kind of stuff right right um so i think they and and i think with with the mirrorless i think the lens itself the lens element can get closer to the body because it's mirrorless and there's a whole bunch of you know ergonomic stuff that that technically i think goes into that um, and that's, I think that's why Well, just because, just because the, the lens can get closer and the body can get smaller doesn't necessarily mean that you have to get smaller. So, you know, in the beginning when I, I didn't switch, I, I, I thought to myself, how cool would it be that I just pick up a, a, a Nikon mirrorless body and use all my lenses now? I'm like, that would be my ideal world. Cause I loved my D5. When I picked that sucker up, I'm like, oh God damn, do I miss shooting with this camera? And, uh, and it's 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 not a it's not a hundred percent you know thumbs up going to Sony from my Nikon. It's it's good. I love it, but it's not great. It's it's I just I like it overall. I like it. Yeah. So, but that didn't happen, and I'm like, fine. And the, there's just no way around that. Yeah. So for them to come out with a, a D6, I I can't imagine what that camera can do. Oh, it's it's supposedly going to have in body stabilization, mm. which is uh. Think about it. When do you need that? For long lenses, mm. like 200, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the 7200 has it, and the VR3, if you ever play with that lens, is pretty good. Right. But, but and, it does make it better. Like I think you can do it on both, and I think it adds more, you know, stops. It does, but it's still, just because you're not moving doesn't mean your subject's not moving. So right. if you're, let's just say you're shooting, a, um, I don't know, just portraits, whatever, whatever we do in the wedding world, ceremony, couple coming down the aisle, running back. If you're not at like 250th minimum and they're running, they're going to be blurred no matter how static your camera is. Right. It's just like the in-camera stabilization is is like basically kind of adding a, a make like a like a digital or a imaginary tripod right. for your camera. 
but it's still the motion is still happening in front of you. You can't slow that down True. whatsoever. True, but it still does everyone's help to pushing, have the everyone's stable. pushing that like as a that's a great thing where it's like. Yeah, in certain situations it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. I'm not even that big of a like. I don't really care that much. It's not. It's a nice plus, but I'm not, I, I don't really think about even having it when on the lenses that do have it and stuff like that. But it is nice. I um ironically I was like really close to buying a, an A7 III to complement my i7 R3 because there was like yeah. a used one on Amazon Prime. It was like sixteen hundred bucks or whatever. Um. And, you know, like the those Amazon warehouse deals are usually good. Give me a neck or two on the front and let me take 400 bucks off and I'm all about yeah, it. You know? Of course. Um, so I almost pulled the trigger on that, but then I didn't because I'm still, I still want to shoot my Nikon at the receptions. And so I actually ended up getting a, a, a cheap 35 millimeter for my Nikon because I still end up wanting to shoot because the problem is that I haven't been able to use my A7R three long when I still need to shoot wide at the same time. Like, so at the reception or, you know, if I need to, to, to pull off quick group shots, um, I've had to have my A7R three having the 35 while I shoot long with the Nikon. Um, but I would, but I really want to be shooting that 135 Sigma art lens one eight on my Sony a lot more. I would be, I would prefer to be shooting that when I can. But, um, so I just got a cheap 35 uh, again for my Nikon. So I could in that situation, be able to shoot my Sigma and still be able to grab a quick group shot if that, if that comes up to me. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So I think that that was kind of a, you know, a good compromise and I'm, I, those cameras still have some life in them. I still got the two D seven fifties. Although, um, at my wedding on Saturday, um, this freaking venue, man, they, uh, they, they like mopped the floor. It was like sopping wet oh when everybody was walking in. And like, so I'm, I go to grab dad and the groom and to go grab a quick shot. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? The light's going to be better over here. Let's go over here. I start walking over, dude. I, I just slip and fall. I, I literally was like a cartoon, you know, like the cartoon. You're like, Whoa, 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 whoa. And like, <laughs> there's like my feet are sliding all over the place. And then I like, I like, I like take a tumble into the ground and my D750 tumbles with me. And so does the Sony, but the D750, the, um, the the thing that the the dial that turns so you can select whether you're shooting manual AV whatever that basically like ripped off the camera and so now it's just like it it doesn't like lock in place on that camera body anymore and it just kind of like freestyle rotates so and and to even uh. so I could be shooting manual right and then it's gonna like and then if I just nick it it's gonna like go into a different mode and so I really can't that's that's now changed into my third backup camera. Um, but that kind of, kind of pissed me off because that venue, there were no, there were none of those signs. You know what I mean? Those signs that are supposed to be around because people don't, people sue when they're not up, but I'm just not that kind of guy that's going to sue. Do you know what I mean? Cause I don't get yeah. into any of that stuff. They're lucky. Um, and, um, ladies and gentlemen, I think that might be wrapping up this episode of one eleven. Um, there you go. Here. And, and and the reason <laughs> is is because Jimmy uh, randomly when we're recording these podcasts he holds up <laughs> signs to to me to Neil as, to, to listen, me and Neil ready. as we're recording he holds listen, up these signs <laughs> and the sign that he just he just held up to me what are you doing I have a sharpie that's a cap in the sharpie and a yeah. little hold on yeah, <laughs> a little flip book of the you know the post-it notes. Yeah, he's got the post-it notes signs, and the sharpie. And it, it makes these signs. And this one says, he holds them up to, to the camera. What? Wait, 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 wait! Just in case the listeners oh, okay. in here, what? What is it? I have to pee. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> that means... screen cap it? <laughs> yeah, hold on, let me... Let me grab that there. And this is the reason that the podcast needs to end right now. Uh, and, and, I, and honestly, um, listeners, sorry, but we re- kind of really do need to make this one short anyway, just because it's crazy out there. It's crazy out there, man. It's it's wedding season, 110%. Uh, I think everybody's just a little high strung. So I we at least wanted to get an episode out. So um, hopefully this is better than, than nothing as far as, far as it goes. Um, and uh, yeah, Jimmy's got a piece, so that's the end of the episode. And uh, jamesferrar.com, go thanks. I'll be back. And Andy Buscemi, uh, last name is B U S C E M I. Google me, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See you, everybody. Good night.